Welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am your host, Jana Johnson. And this podcast is where you will learn how to become your wellness advocate, how to overcome adversity, and how to heal and balance your body so you can be the best version of you. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to my show. Hi, everyone. Jana here. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to talk today about anxiety, depression, brain fog. Maybe one of you listeners right now feels anxious. Maybe you're suffering from depression. Maybe you're experiencing brain fog and are not enjoying going through your day, feeling like you can't remember anything and you just kind of feel just a little disoriented. Too many of us go through life feeling like crap. I think it's because like more and more people are dealing with with these mental symptoms. You know, anxiety, depression, brain fog is just it's just so common, right? It's like everybody everybody kind of experiences it and so it's almost like it's not taken seriously. Like, oh yeah, you have that too, me too. And everybody blames it on something, right? It's it's the time of the month for the women, right? It's the stress. It's because it runs in the family. By the way, that's bullshit. People chalk it up to so much. And I got to tell you, as a nutritionist and a mindset coach, your gut health is the key to your brain health. It is not genetic. It's it's not it's not just happening to you just because that's the way you are or because you're a woman or because something's wrong with you. That is absolutely not true. The reason that we suffer from anxiety, depression, and brain fog is because of something going on in our gut health that is greatly affecting your neurotransmitters and your brain health. So this is coming not only from a nutritionist, but someone who has better experience than that, which is life experience, okay? When I was so, so sick with Lyme disease, the Lyme bacteria infected my brain so bad. The brain fog was so intense, it gave me derealization and depersonalization which is exactly what it sounds like. Absolutely fucking horrific. And the the anxiety was to the extreme and the panic attacks were every hour, multiple times an hour to an extreme. And the depression was, oh, it was heavy. It's like I was under a, a rock that I couldn't get out of. And I almost did take my life. It is not a joke. And nor do I think that it should be taken so lightly to suffer from any of those or any other sort of mental symptoms or mental illness. Sick and tired of the negative label that comes with that. The fact is, is that so many of us suffer from these horrific symptoms and more, but yet we don't really want to talk about it. You know, you just want to go to the doctor and get the Band-Aid. Where's my antidepressants? Where's my anti-anxiety medication? Those are great, but they're Band-Aids. They're not getting to the root source of what's causing it. And honestly, those prescriptions can make you feel so much worse and they're hard to get off of and they actually mess up 
your neurotransmitter production. You know, I've, I've had to take those before. I refused to when I had Lyme disease because I had taken them before. Uh, anxiety was something I suffered from off and on in my 20s. Depression I suffered from when I was about 13 when hormones started, you know, going off. And um, yeah, it's not fun. I'm 42. So when I was in my 20s, you know, 20 years ago, people really didn't talk about anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Hell, I didn't even know what brain fog was then. But my point was that I have taken the anti, anti-anxiety, antidepressants. They did not do anything except make me feel worse or just like a zombie. And that's no way to live. I had no idea though back then that it was actually something going on in my gut health. And now that I know all that I know from healing myself from Lyme disease 100% and and being a nutritionist, I now look back at the way I ate, the things I consumed when I was in my 20s. No effing wonder I felt like shit. Hell, I'm surprised I felt as good as I did. So I just want to talk about that. And I, I feel like women suffer from this more. Our hormones are just a little bit more sensitive to that. Nobody wants to feel like shit. No one wants to feel anxious or wonder where, when's the next panic attack going to come? When's the next anxiety going to come? And then it just makes you just freeze and you're stuck in those thoughts and you just, you just live in the state of shock and panic. It's not good for your nervous system. The advice I'm about to share with you, my friends, this is coming from a woman who defied all odds and I healed myself 100% from chronic Lyme disease. That's been almost over 10 years now. I healed my thyroid. I healed my gut. I did it all my own damn self. I went through hell and back and I'm sitting here right now. I'm going to share with you exactly what to do. So get ready. As I said before, your gut health is the key to your brain health, to optimal health. So if you are eating a lot of sugar, gluten, wheat, dyes, artificial sweeteners, uh, corn products, no bueno, cut them out. Not, not going to help. All right. If I had to choose my top three of those, it would be sugar and off forms, including high sugar fruits, gluten, wheat, and uh, dyes. Those would be the top, the top three worst ones. Artificial sweeteners is right up there. Those feed the, the bad pathogens that are in our gut. And so many women have a candida overgrowth. Candida is naturally occurring in your, in your body, right? In your gut. But when you eat too much sugar, too high carbs, drink too much alcohol, that makes them grow. And when they grow, the symptoms that they give you, the top three, actually four symptoms are anxiety, depression, brain fog, uh, flatulence, and bloating. And so many people have these symptoms every single day and it's just normal. In fact, it's like, you know what? It's a little better today. Yeah. Having a good day, but isn't it a good day to be just to not have it. Right? So let's stop being okay with feeling okay. That's like saying, you know what? I feel like shit. All is good. No, it's not. You're not supposed to live your life 
feeling like crap every single day. You're not optimal that way. You don't you don't perform your best. You don't function your best. You don't act your best. You don't think your best. You don't do your best. You are not your best when you do not feel your best. And I want that for each and every one of you. My passion, my purpose is to help others and show others how to feel their very best from the inside out and live the life they're meant to live. I'm absolutely blessed that I chose to walk through the adversities that I walked through and have them be my teacher instead of my fate. And so with me, you don't only get just a mindset coach and expert. You don't only get a nutritionist who knows her shit on gut health. You get a woman who has walked through those fucking fires. I've been there. I dug my way out. I clawed my way out. I know what it feels like and I know what the fuck it takes. So I'm a pretty good person to give advice when it comes to this kind of stuff. You can doctor Google it all you want. You can go talk to anyone else. That's fine. But I'm telling you right now that your gut health is the key to you feeling your very best, to your brain function being optimal, to not feeling like crap all the time. You know, we can't always control the stresses of life. We, we can control how we respond to them. You can't always control the, the, you know, the things that pop up, can't control others, but you can control how you respond, how you react. But most importantly, you are in full control, 100%. Only you are in control for what you put in your body, okay? Let's start with cutting out the things that are not good for you. And you're not like, you know what, I, but I, I eat those all the time and uh, I'm not a gluten sensitive. You don't have to be. Look, you're not sick until you're sick. You don't have a food intolerance until you have a food intolerance because your body talks to you through symptoms, by the way. So that anxiety that you're feeling, the brain fog that you're feeling, the depression that you're feeling, that is your body communicating with you. Just like right now, I'm communicating with you verbally through a microphone and a camera. This is how I'm communicating with you. Your body is communicating through you, through your symptoms that you feel. Maybe you don't feel any. That's amazing. And that's what, that's how it should be. But when your body, when your body's trying to tell you something and you're bloated constantly, maybe you're, you have flatulence or you, or um, you're burping a lot. You have anxiety, depression, brain fog, hot and cold, not sleeping good, itchy, acid reflux, you name it. That is your body. That is your body's way of communicating to you. And when you don't listen, the communication signals get louder and louder and louder until the fire alarm is going off. And then it's, it's really late. And it's so much harder to put those fires out. You can enjoy going through life feeling half-ass and somewhat okay and thinking that it'll never get worse. Or you can do something about it right now so you can feel your very best and so you can do your damnedest to make sure it never gets worse. 
You know, it's like people worry so much about like, what do I do to stay safe? What do I do not to die? Honey, what do you do to live? Let's focus on that. How do you want to live your life? How do you want to feel going through life? You feel like shit half the time? You want your body to be in control of everything? And you're just wake up in the morning and roll the dice and hope it's a good day? That sounds so good to me. But you know what? You can get those reins back and get the control back. And you can put your body in a state of healing and restoring, in a state of balance. I was told when I, when I found out I had hypothyroidism, which was before Lyme disease, right? And, and I was severely, severely hypothyroid. I was told I would be on that medication till the day I die. And then when I healed myself from Lyme disease, even my doctor then was like, yeah, you'll, you, you, you probably will never be able to get off of that thyroid medication. Well, I'm that kind of person that if someone tells me what not to do or what I can't do, probably going to do it. I healed my thyroid 100%. I got off of that thyroid medication. It's been 10 years since I've taken it. My thyroid labs look better now than they ever did when I was taking thyroid medication. And I didn't do anything except heal my gut and eat right. And you know, sometimes you don't know what your body doesn't like until you stop giving it, right? I had to stop eating eggs for a really long time because it was, it was one of the really high food intolerances that I had. And, and I hated that because I'm like, gosh, I love eggs, you know? Anyways, I I stopped eating them for a long time. When I tried to introduce them again, no. I I did not know that my body didn't like eggs. It was a test that showed it. It was a test that showed that I had this severe food intolerance to eggs. And it was hard for me to quit eating them because I'm like I I feel fine I eat eggs all the time. I've eaten eggs since I was born. Since I was little. But when I stopped eating them, I mean, it was a while. I mean, maybe a few years. It was after I got well. I was thinking, you know, my guts, my guts healed and I, I should be able to eat eggs. Uh-uh. I can eat eggs. And <laughs> my fiance, I'm sorry, my husband now, he laughs at me because they literally put me to sleep. I get bloated. I get gassy. And I get, I just get so damn tired. I can't keep my eyes open. I never would have known that though. I just would have kept eating them. And now that I know, you know, I I just, I can't eat those. And it's like that with wheat and a whole lot of other things for me. So though you might not be thinking that you, any of these foods are bothering you or causing anything, I promise you they are. And I'm not, I'm not talking about eggs. I was given an example of when I didn't think a food bothered me. And then when I realized it really bothered me after I had taken out of my diet. Okay. So the foods I'm talking about today in specific to get out of your body to stop causing inflammation are sugars and sugars in every single form, artificial sugars, high sugar fruits, fruit juices, absolutely no juice. You know, an eight ounce glass of orange juice is like 29 grams of sugar. That's insane. I think I get 29 grams of sugar in about three to four days. 
No kidding. Not even kidding. I have about eight to 10 grams of sugar a day because sugar in my body, it's like putting lighter, lighter fluid on a fire with candida for me. And even though I've healed my gut, women are super prone to candida overgrowth and it does not take much at all. One round of antibiotics in your life, well, you're a candidate for it. And you can just keep on multiplying with every round of antibiotics you take because they kill off all the good guys in your gut. Low fat should have never been a thing. It's a bunch of bullshit. Fat doesn't make you fat. Don't buy low fat. And when you buy yogurt, you need to get some with just plain old fruit in it, antibiotics. And you eat some cultured foods and yogurts. And when you buy a yogurt, first of all, don't get low fat and no fruit juices and no sugars. Or you can do what I do and I add in blueberries, blackberries, and strawberries, and some crushed pecans and I make my own little parfait. Okay. But anytime you're on antibiotics or your loved one or your kids, make sure you double up on your probiotics and cultured foods because it greatly affects your gut health. 80% of your immune system is in your gut. Most of your neurotransmitters are produced in your gut. So we want our gut to be as healthy as possible. Cutting out all the foods I recommended, wheat, gluten, dairy is probably another good one to cut out, specifically cow dairy, unless it's grass-fed cows, um, sugars, artificial sweeteners, and uh, dyes. Corn as well, and just, you know, anything super starchy. Corn's actually a grain. I actually recommend going completely grain-free if you really want to do it the right way. If if you absolutely need some of your non-glutinous grains, please stick to a certified gluten-free oats and white rice, not brown, and try to just have it more in the middle of the day. And specifically, if, a day, if it's a day you're more active or you're going to be working out and you're going to burn it. Because all of those things in your body, they turn into glucose and it just, it all feeds pathogens in your gut, no matter how healthy the product is. You know, a banana, unfortunately, that's, that's a lot of sugar in your body. Your body has no idea if you just ate a banana or a Snickers bar, right? One of them's going to be way much harder on your blood sugar. But what I'm talking about when it comes to feeding the pathogens in our body, they make us feel sick. The next thing to do is to take a really good probiotic and probiotics are not equal. Um, they are not all the same. You want a probiotic that has a, at least 20 to 25 billion microorganisms and the more strains, the better. And you want to take, you want to take that twice a day, morning and night, take digestive enzymes Try to try to go about 14 hours in between your last meal of the day and your first bite the very next day. That's called fasting or intermittent fasting. Hence the word breakfast, break fast, breaking your fast. That's what it is. Uh, there is no set law, by the way, that breakfast has to be at seven or eight in the morning. Most people start their day off wrong because they have, they have breakfast that is typically full of sugars and carbs, and it just sets the tone for the day, which is dragon ass, uh, blood sugar on a roller coaster, and then a crash, and then you got to pump yourself more full of more sugar and carbs, and then woo, you're on this little roller coaster ride. That's happening when you eat shit in the morning. 
Okay. When you eat shitty foods, you feel shitty. Okay. Good foods equal good mood. Bad foods equal bad mood. Literally taught my kids that when I homeschooled them. So taking your probiotic, eating cultured foods, right? Replenish that gut flora, taking digestive enzymes, drinking enough water. But guess what? Don't drink a lot of water or fluids while you're eating. Okay. Do it before and after. When you drink a lot of fluids, beverages during a meal while you're eating food, it actually dilutes the stomach acid. And your stomach acid is very important because it helps break down food. Okay. And it helps uh, make sure that certain pathogens in your gut don't live. You know, if your stomach acid is too low and diluted, uh, pathogens that, that you don't want to live in your gut, they do. And your body doesn't break down foods. And then all of that just sits and it rots. And then you get leaky gut, gut dysbiosis, candida overgrowth. And then guess what? Then you don't ever tend to that. And then that leads to autoimmune diseases. I can keep going, but I think you see the trickle effect, the domino effect, right? So there is so much to cover on this topic. And I'm going to have another episode where I go in even more details because honestly, this could be a, a one hour, two hour episode. But I think I've given you enough for today for you to get started on feeling your best. And please don't expect this to be overnight. But I do promise you that the first, after the first week, you'll feel so much better. In fact, it is very normal that after about sometimes three to four, maybe five days after you have completely taken out sugars and gluten and wheat, anything that's super just high carbs, if you literally go three to five days without that, you're probably going to have a detox and, and you might feel like crap on, on day three or five. If you do, that's actually a good sign and welcome that. That means your body's detoxing and getting rid of unwanted pathogens in your gut. So that's a really good sign. So take it as one. And then once you have that little die off go away, just a couple of days, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to feel clearer headed, calmer. I also want to make sure that you know that your last meal of the day, your dinner, uh, really should be your lightest meal of the day. And, and it needs to be no less than three hours before you lay down and go to bed. If you eat a meal and you go lay down, <laughs> our digestion is a north to south process. So when you go lay down, it makes it really hard to digest properly. And then that leaves us not feeling so good. That's why in certain cultures, after people eat, they go walk for 15 to 30 minutes because it's to help digest the food. And that's actually a really good thing to do. So for example, if you go to bed at between 10 and 11 every night, you really don't want to eat past seven or eight. Honestly, the, the ideal time to eat dinner is between 5.30 and 7 p.m. Now, when I was so, so sick, I wouldn't eat past 6 p.m. because I did, I did a, a deep intermittent fasting most nights of the week, like 18 hours. And, you know, it's in the intermittent fasting that your body can really do some some deep healing and restoring. You know, every time you eat food, your body has to go to work on digesting. And so 
when your body has something to do, it's not able to work on repairing and healing at a cellular level. That's why it's really, really important that you have around 14 hours between your last meal and your first meal. You know, the more you eat, you're just com compounding all this food in your gut and it all, it all has to get digested. You know, something's got to happen to that food, right? That's why we poop. That's why we pee. But then you have the foods that don't get properly digested. They just set your gut and they rot and you get gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. That's not fun, my friends. I've had to heal from both and, and it, leaky gut takes a little bit to heal from. Anyways, I would love to hear your comments. If you have any questions or you want to know more about this subject or you want to work with me, I do work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have a whole lot of spots left open, but I do work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. You know where to find me and please share this episode with anyone else you think who would benefit from it. If you don't already, subscribe and rate. If you're watching this or listening on YouTube, please subscribe to my show on a podcast platform as well. It helps me out. And uh, if you haven't bought my number one best-selling book yet, Unfuck Your Mind, uh, go to Amazon and buy it and then read it and leave me a leave me review and rating because I love reading those. You can also tag me on Instagram, Revive by Jana. I do have a Revive with Jana Instagram account, but it's just for podcasting. So it, not a whole lot goes on there. I revive by Jana account on Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm at every day. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show and make sure and go to revivebyjana.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram at revivebyjana to see my health tips and advice.